question for you, Glenn. Yes. Just a little question, yeah. just before we start the podcast properly. Yeah. Um, if I'd ask you to name uh, an album yep. that was released in 1996, mm-hmm. okay, and the title song of this album yep. was a single as well, uh, and it was sung by an artist who's more known for a very long number one that they had. It's got a number in it. I, uh, some of the other singles on the album, uh, The Only Thing That Looks Good On Me Is You, yep. Have You Ever Really Loved A Woman, Canadian, Very Pop Mark Face. Is it? You can do this. Um, oh wait, I know this. What was? Did he sing a song? Mm. You just said it. I think the the Prince of Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yes. Was it Brian Adams? It's Brian Adams. Yes. For the album, though. It's eighteen till I die. Glenn. Eighteen, 18 till, till I till die. I die. Uh, and this is episode eighteen. Of that the... is absolutely. Bang on. It bloody is. Episode 18 of the More Than Mostly Comedy podcast. It is, yes. If you've just listened to episode 17, beginning was quite similar to this, but it is two o'clock in the morning. I thought that was a very good, um, slightly tenuous link to... What's uh, slightly tenuous? To, to get to to 18. And I, um, I'm very impressed because I had no idea where you were going with that. Really? And I didn't even know this was the 18th because I forget numbers. Yeah. I forget You them. do forget numbers, don't you? do you? forget what, numbers. follow seven? No idea. No. No idea. No you no see idea. it in his eyes. He panics. What about 12? What follows that? Uh, 13, I know that one, 13. Well done, you learned that one, didn't you? It's, yeah. Um, that class I did for you. Yeah. So as I say, episode 18 of the More Than Most Comedy podcast. Um, tonight we have interviews with Jay Cowell and Arthur Smith. We do. Very exciting. Very exciting, uh, yeah. We'll start with Jay Cowell now. Mm-hmm. Lovely, lovely man. Uh, second time he's played Mostly Comedy in Hitchin. He's played uh, London for us as well. He has, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that, actually. Yeah, he did. Uh, maybe more than once. Yeah. We did a gig with him, didn't we? Yes. Um, in a pub. In a Somewhere. pub in Piccadilly. In a yes. new, new material night. It was. And he was hosting it. It was. And we did some material about the Princess Diana Memorial Reptile House, which uh, exists, if you're interested to know. It's mm-hmm. in Shepworth Wildlife Park. Yeah. And they have a memorial house for Princess Diana, presumably because they obviously opened this reptile house around the time of you know her sort of unfortunate yeah. demise, really. And what better way to show your tribute, to pay tribute to a deceased royal, than to open... A reptile house. Yeah. Which was good. I, you did sort of beg the question, didn't it, whether they sort of had reptiles recreating. Recreating, yeah. The, the sort of Elton John moment. Of, yeah, um, one like sort of lizard with really flicky eyebrows at a yeah, piano. Yeah, And then you've got uh, the Fieds, you know, you've yeah. got a sort of Harrods thing, but it's just a crocodile. And we sort yeah. of, we, we, I don't know where I'm going with this. But anyway, go to Shepworth, go to the Wildlife Park and see the Princess Diana Memorial Reptile House. But before you do that, listen to an interview with J. Cal. Well, we're sat here with J. Cal. We are. And Hello. there's an element of risk right now because yes. the show's still going on. Arthur Smith is on at this very moment. And if he comes off... If he decides he's going to cut it short, we are in trouble. Yeah, because they're just yeah. going to be left on their own. Yeah. It becomes so, an art piece. Yeah. It does. It becomes a little bit <laughs> watching a screen and yeah. hoping that something's going to happen on that screen. So, yeah. So, I don't know what to do about it. I guess we just have to blank that out. Yes. Yeah. Not think about Not it. Not think about it. And, and but we've got the radio. We've got a radio here yeah. in case something happens. Wait. Fine. <laughs> we're fine, we're fine. We're okay. But then even if they say that it's time, it's quite a way. We've got to run. We've got to yeah. run quite fast. Oh, Christ. But how often in life do you get to Annika Rice something? This true. is true. So, ah, that's a good point. You know. We aren't wearing the, um, the all-in-one. I am under the clothes. Are you wearing that? Yeah. 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 And we need a sort of animated beginning. With we need a guy with a big yeah. boom mic as well. That's what we need. You met him, didn't you? I met the guy. So we were actually interviewing yeah. him. Yeah. Do you, do you remember, <laughs> do you remember yeah. on Annika Rice, do you remember the guy with the big boom mic, Dave? He used yeah. to be in the background with the thing, and he used to be with his little God. pack, and the, he had. It was always. She always used to go, Dave. She was kind of flirt with He'd him. He'd be the kind of guy now who has like 
20,000 followers on Twitter. Probably, yeah. yeah. He was a lovely guy. That's the modern world, I love that. He was really, yeah. ch- when I said to him, he was really chuffed that I remembered him from um, the yeah. Challenge Annika days. That was... All I can seem to remember with Challenge Annika was always just making a playground in some sort of yeah. awful area. Yeah. Well, I say awful area, but an area that was struggling. That's all that's, and maybe I only just ever saw the same one. Yeah. I think you just saw that same episode. Oh, really? I, I think there was quite, others. I think they got a bit, they, chat, they ran out of ideas. Yeah. Yeah. It's only so many playgrounds you can yeah. add. It's only so many things you can do in a day or whatever it is they yeah. had. You know. They should they, bring back Treasure Hunt as they well. They built mm. a playground near me which has a huge uh, paddle steamer. Right. And well, I had Annika Rice. No, recently I had the quandary of going, I really want to sit on that. Yeah. But I'm not sure how society would view yeah. a bearded man on his own sitting on a, I mean, I think there's perfectly good reason for sitting mm. on a paddle oh, yeah, yeah, That's what it's there for. But uh, because only... it was at night, so it wasn't like there was anyone uh, there. Oh, so okay. I thought, I can get away with this. Yeah. But yeah. if anyone comes along yeah. and they say, why are you on a paddle steamer? Yeah. And my answer is, because it's a paddle steamer. Yeah. I'll go yeah. to prison. Yeah. Do you think? Instant yeah, prison. Instant prison. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to get yourself a kid, you'd be all right yeah. then. So if I knew Annika Rice, yeah, or that bloke with the blue yeah, bike, Dave, yeah, Dave, Dave, yeah. twenty thousand followers, that would yeah. be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Just so that you know, on your way back when you pass through Stevenage, Fairlands Valley Park, they have a paddle seamer there as well. So oh, really? Yeah, yeah. You want to stop off. Oh, and it'll be quite working. late, so it'll probably yeah. be the right time of night to do that. Yeah, it's only a short walk from the station. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. A detour. But anyway, we should actually ask you something maybe related in vaguely to comedy. Or do yeah. We, do we even need to? Do we I need to? I don't, I don't know. know. I hear and I read that you're sort of Mr. Podcast yourself at the yeah. moment. Because you have your um, is it the Holland and Cow That's podcast? Right. Yeah. yeah. How did that come about and what does it entail? Uh, it, do you know what we did a series? That's series. That's what we call them. So nice. It's basically the amount of episodes we can do before one of us goes on holiday. That sort of thing. Well, the internet runs out. Yeah, yeah. The internet <laughs> runs out, and then we go. That's a series. But yeah. uh, we started it just doing like conversations. Right. And I was talking about like my gas bill quite a lot. Right. And then I realised that my stage stuff is all about like space and cats. Yeah. And I thought, even if people listen to this podcast, they're going to be really shocked when they right. come to the stand-up. And they're like, yeah. why is he not doing that great stuff about gas bills? <laughs> so we just got rid of that, and oh, we really? started doing it like D&D, basically, and we roll okay. dice, and it's like, well, you're in a forest, there's a huge troll, right. and he's wearing yeah. a crown. Okay. How do you get the crown? Yeah. And then we just slide muck around. And, okay. uh, yeah, it's quite cool, because... Yeah. A lot like we we seem to have like a a very core audience, right? Very very core, very <laughs> in my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's certain people that come up to me at gigs yeah. and go, you know, and they're they're really odd, and they show me dice and things. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. That's so, nice to know. Though. Yeah. It's nice to know. Yeah. That we don't even. Know we don't have. We have listens. no idea <laughs> if anyone listens to us. <laughs> we're still struggling to see if there's any kind of rating. I don't think there's any kind of rating. Sometimes I think it doesn't even record. I, don't I mean, know. it's only happened a few times, but now I've started to worry that they're going to come to the show and go yeah. oh he's not no dice it's not yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's not yeah. <laughs> there's not enough dragons seems to be like <laughs> yeah. oh, a bit yeah. observational what's yeah. this rubbish there's some dragons yeah, just yeah. Not yeah. is this like a Dungeons and Dragons is there like a is, have you got like an interest in that sort of yeah we're what, hoping Warcraft or not Warcraft do I mean that no, Dungeons and Dragons is a thing. Dungeons and Dragons is a thing. Yeah, it sounded like you knew what you were talking I, about. I did for a second, and I ruined it by saying, "Is it what's that thing with the Warcraft? War, Warcraft is, is a something else, isn't it? Um, Little models that you paint." And World of Warcraft World is Warcraft. an online game. That's the thing. I, yeah, yeah. I'm well, no, I'm out of my depth here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nothing. But they all <laughs> come. They all come from D and D. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we've done. I've just started playing D and D because level of geekery le- uh, number five just came out, new edition, nice. and it's super simple and it's really creative. Like in the past, it was all like grids, and you had to like be like you're six feet away. Now you're four feet away. Your sword swings a foot, and it's two. Right. It's a bit like night, uh, nightmare. The um, 
Yeah, the end bit. Yeah, when yeah we all wear helmets. Yeah, as well. helmets yeah. yeah, just so we don't have to look at each other when we're uh. pretending to be elves. But um, <laughs> is it in any way? Because I completely just don't know. Is it in any way related to the cartoon Dungeons and Dragons that used to be on when we I were think all younger? That's based on the archetypes of D and D. Like, so there's know, a little bloke, the cleric simple. and the dwarf. Yeah, mm. they're like the actual mythical. I, I remember the program. That's what I was thinking of when you first mentioned it. But yeah. I can't think of any of the characters. I can just picture the sort of. Slightly kind of 80s. I think there was a sequence. lady in red. Yeah. It seemed like sort of rogue. That's Christopher. She was, no. <laughs> sorry, I had to say that. Yeah, so that's, yeah. It was yawning well, open. Well, he was hot. That's yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> but um, what was I going to say? I've lost my train of thought now. I sort of picture it like sort of mysterious cities of gold. That sort of. That's the, that? It's that sort of era, isn't it? Yeah. The program. Yeah. Quality. I've actually played a game of D&D where someone played that music. as our Really? Because you yeah. play music to each other and everything. Right. Kind of started. I have to look into this. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're hoping to do like a proper D and D podcast, right? Okay, and um, but it's just finding like comedians who are willing <laughs> to uh, to go down that path. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, well, we we definitely would not be. We know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, sadly. we get you out guys here just playing like dwarfs who die really quickly. If you want, you could just that, get in know. there, yeah. do something. Let me just yeah. stay yeah. in. Just yeah. have yeah. a cup of tea afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We don't have to die. We don't want okay. to. You don't actually have to die. No, it's not snuffed. No, 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 no. That's only. Um, smaller groups fair enough yeah do you uh, I mean they're quite different things in the podcast and doing the live stuff what do, yeah. what do you enjoy the most or are they just very different things for you uh, stand up yeah. definitely right because you you get those thoughts out of your head <laughs> and into a microphone yeah yeah and that's really nice yeah like it, they're different things though like obviously D&D is like Holland, who does I do the podcast with, who I play D and D with, is an improv guy. Right. So it's for me like D and D is more improv. Like we don't we yeah. don't really take it seriously mm. at mm. all. Mm. Well, some people do, which is fine. <laughs> don't want to get <laughs> yeah, nerd rage. Yeah. We're on a podcast. It's their domain. Respect, yeah. guys. But um, yeah. So but yeah, mainly mainly stand up, and it get, you get to go amazing places with stand up. Yeah, yeah. And mm. I mean, it's a sort of standard question, but how did it start for you? What was your way into stand up? Um, you always wanted to do it, or I was in a long relationship that ended. Right. How how how, how standard is this story? <laughs> yeah. Um, but then I just saw I did a course, terrifying. Mm. Um, but the the interesting about the course was on the first day they said to the room, put your hands up if you want to be a stand up, and I was the only person who didn't put their hand up. Right. And I think I'm the only person still going. Oh really? But, you know, I wasn't mad enough to say I want to do it without trying it. Yeah, yeah. But I'm still here, so now maybe right. they were. Yeah. Was same. that uh, Muse, Moose? No, I did the thing. cheapest one I could find. <laughs> City lit one. In a bin somewhere. Yeah, no, but it was literally like, I've never done any performance. Yeah, yeah, And right. when I was a kid, I was in a, uh, I was put into a scout play. Right. And we were going to do a Monty Python sketch. And I really didn't believe in the way we were doing the Monty Python sketch. Right. So I, I chickened out. Right. So I was like, I can't just go and do stand up. I need to just go and be in a room of people, mm. and and try it out, yeah, like yeah. saying stuff. And yeah. It was yeah, and it wasn't incredibly useful, but <laughs> it's better than yeah. Mm. It gave you an like an idea because all I'd done yeah. growing up was watch Eddie Izzard, right, and just mm. thought, well, that's stand up, yeah, yeah, and Monty Python and things like that. And it's taken me a few mm. years of doing stand up to sort of go, oh, you have to work. To yeah, that, yeah. you yeah, have to kind yeah. of have observations and yeah. jokes. Yeah. I mean, Eddie has yeah. jokes, but you can't just talk about cats. Yeah, yeah. You have to yeah. sort of find your own way of doing it, I suppose, didn't you? Yeah, because yeah. you probably initially hear that Eddie Izzard sort of yeah. thing. Also, I mean, he's yeah. at such a high level. You yeah, know, you know, when yeah. all his really great stuff, just you know, outstanding. So you, as a thing, you see people. It's like when we uh, the first time I saw Phil K. Yeah, and I love Phil K. 
and it just blew my mind because yeah. you know when he's on form he's just mm. just fucking outstanding and you, yeah. you watch that and you think I could never do that yeah. and I know the thing is that then ultimately you find your own voice and you find your mm. own way but it is but I, that's what's cool like there are certain people that I've met who are very famous now and they're doing mm. really well and it's interesting talking to them mm. because they say to me like one of the things that they sort of envy is that some people I think they just had naturally have a voice mm. in stand up mm. and they go far quite quickly because they yeah. win competitions mm. yeah. but actually in a way you, you kind of cut off uh, experimental time which is amazing mm. and whenever mm. like I talk to open, like, open mic acts go oh I want a yeah. bit of advice and yeah, just, yeah. It's, but I just sort of go <laughs> like just do those wild things that don't yeah. that you're not even sure they make sense yeah, and yeah. Like, I've got like a joke I did tonight where like I sort of say you know uh, like beards are, like beards used to be for people who like ale and orcs right. now they're for people who like ale and orcs what the hell's going on <laughs> and on paper you sort of think I'm not sure that's going to work yeah, yeah. but it does work and that's yeah, what yeah. really excites me about stand up is yeah. trying sentences that you sort of think I'm not sure this is going to work. Well, mm. Now that works, I can use that as a mm. rhythm for other things. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Just repeat it. And it's very yeah. satisfying, isn't it, when you find the things that yeah. do. I mean, we find like, yeah. particularly when we're running this club, because you've got to set it all up and you've got to pack it all down. And and, and also, because like Glenn's had a, a child fairly recently. <laughs> Sounds like it's made of cardboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. We just <laughs> play it. Corrugated, yeah. corrugated comedy. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Mostly corrugated would have been yeah. a better thing to <laughs> say. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you sort of spend less and less time sometimes writing. But mm. there are certain things that we do that we feel is sort of like the stable material that works and it's nice when you have something you can sort of sit back on a bit and go yeah. oh, this is what but then sometimes like conversely tonight we did the beard bulb which is one of those bits of material and it was sort of quite hard work would you say it was hard work was it I'd, I'd say um, yeah it was to a point but I think we, no we always have that yeah but I think Absolutely. we always do that thing where we go on first and the audience have no idea what to expect yeah, there's yeah. an element of they have to warm into what you're doing yeah. and and also they were expecting to see Arthur Smith so, so I yeah. think we're like where's Arthur Smith but that's this a, is not Arthur Smith a whole you know? new thing you have to learn like, I've just mm. started opening at proper clubs mm. no disrespect to the other ones but you know what are you saying yeah, yeah. no, no <laughs> I mean like yourselves like yeah, great club yeah, yeah. and um, rather than I'm talking about rather than you know 10 people in a pub yeah. or whatever mm. I'm just starting yeah. to do these these sort of extended sets at, and the first time I did one um, I just came out and I found like some random things on the floor and mm. there was like a flashing light I found outside like a little LED and I gave it to someone I talked to them mm. and I was just completely baffled the audience yeah. and I and I and I'd gotten back it was fine yeah. but I realised afterwards I was like and someone said to me I got you know asked some advice from the headline and he was like oh mm. you've got to remember you're opening now your responsibility is to ease them in yeah. and you almost have to do your set a little bit differently yeah so it's like that's part of the stepping up game is like it's, mm. it's changing it's varying it for the, the night isn't it we have to yeah. I, f I find our night's kind of the hardest time we give ourselves because when we mm. go somewhere else and do it you've got no pressure because you yeah. just go on and you're like you're the act you're going to do a little bit and then go again so you can just kind of do the stuff we do that's isolated and sort of mm. self-contained mm. but when you've got to sort of host it and keep it going as well it yeah. you give yourself a harder job particularly with the stuff we do I think yeah and you do. sort of become the filler I mean it used to be yeah. the case when we had like chairs and tables and stuff and we'd be in a different venue that mm. people would go for a drink so they tend to go for the drink when you come on yeah. so yeah it's, it is <laughs> maybe, maybe that's just us yeah <laughs> I think courage dehydration <laughs> yeah to leave. I think we do we probably should end we should Stop. There were more things cool. I wanted to ask you, but I'm just afraid that Arthur Smith's going to come off the stage. Yeah. Yes. But thank you for talking to us, Jay. Thanks very much, thank guys. Thank you. Cheers. So that was Jay Cowell. Yeah, was. Yeah. And us as well. Mm. We were there as well, Glim. We were there, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That was very good. Um, and don't forget, you can listen to his, uh, well, his podcast, uh, the Holland and Cowell podcast, yeah. which you can download from iTunes, I believe. I'm going to say it's free. 
Don't know for sure. Not sure, yeah. If it's not, I'm sure it's a very reasonable price. And there's nothing when we charge him for it. No, no, not um, at all. Squeaky but I would like chair. to point out at this point, well, one, that Glenn has a squeaky chair. Two, that this podcast is free. Yes. And you can probably tell by the standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we have an interview uh, with Arthur Smith. Um, again, another one of these acts is great to have here. Just yeah. one of the sort of really familiar faces. We, say, we were saying earlier on before we started recording this, how he's one of those people that... Um, you almost don't know why you know him because he's done so many things. Yeah, well, I mean, you say familiar face. Mm. He's a familiar face to, I would have thought, most people. Yeah. Not, sadly, to the girl who uh, worked on the bar <laughs> here tonight who um, met him when he first came in. I yeah. think uh, her words uh, were, uh, sorry, uh, we're sold out. I don't think you'll get in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bear in mind, 100, 102 people bought tickets tonight yes. to see specifically him, yeah. basically. but Our staff. Yeah. Don't re- even though they've been surrounded by posters with his face on for quite some time. Yes. They didn't recognise someone who's been on the telly yeah. for fucking years. Um, just... <laughs> he took it well. He took it well. He did. And, yeah. Um, and yes, and I'm sure she'll go home and Google and be very embarrassed. Yeah. So. And then she might, as a result of Googling, find a, a podcast, Yeah. this podcast, and find out we've talked about it. Possibly, yeah. You know, maybe, maybe she'll learn a lesson. Yeah. Bit negative, sorry. Uh, so yeah, here we have the interview with Arthur Smith. Uh, make yourself comfortable and open your ears. Yeah, listen out for my um, slight uh, sort of highlight. I did, I did feel like I had to go a little bit Cockney. Yeah. Just to sort of match. Oh really? Yeah. Because you are generally sort of RP speaking. I'm very well spoken. Yeah. And I'm so. a Geordie. Yeah. So you hide it well. I do. Mm. Uh, it's a filter. It's a filter I put on afterwards. Uh, on the when I mix it down, mm. but also I've got little things in your ears yeah. that just change it. It's like it's called the Babelfish thing. It's the thing from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, where the idea was you put it in your ear, mm. you can understand any language of any alien. Is that what I'm wearing? Now? That's what you're wearing now. It's a bit yeah. like the TARDIS as well. It translates everything. I did not realise that. Yeah. So actually, I'm a very strong, very strong Geordie. Okay. By which I mean my accent, not your physique. Not, not my physique. That's quite weak. Anyway, Arthur Smith. Well, we're sat here with Arthur Smith. We are. Very Hello. exciting. Uh, good evening to you boys. Good evening. Thank you for coming. Um, I'll make an e- attempt to remember your names at some to point. To be honest, we barely remember between yeah. us. Glyn. I know the feeling. Glyn's yes, Glyn. I've met a Glyn and a Glenn and yep. a Glon. Yeah. And hang on, and you're Mike. Da- David. David, Mike. Same, similar, similar. Yeah. David. Yeah. That'll do, wouldn't it? Um, this is your. You played Hitchin before, haven't you? Did you do a apparently? Yes. No, I did dimly remember that I'd played Hitchin. Or I can't. It wasn't in this theatre. No, it was in. Wasn't it the stand up for Labour thing? Was it? Oh yes, that was it. Yes, yes, yes. yes. You reminded me before, Glenn. I remember. Uh, yeah, I did. A, I occasionally do gigs for the Labour Party. Yeah. And it was some. Uh, yeah, I don't know where it was. West Mill Community Centre. I sort of think it was somewhere like. Actually, it might have been like round the back of some garages. Does that sound familiar? Mostly, that's where I am. Round the back of garages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's often it's the most interesting places around the back of a garage. Mm, yeah. People, you know, people, you never see them in like, you know, guidebooks or anything, but... Do you more so than inside a garage, do you think? More yeah, no, uh, I, mind you, you go to Spain, you know, the people always have, they have a garage on the bottom floor and that's kind of where the bloke goes and okay. sort of smokes in his oh, armchair right. and uh, that that, they sort of, sort of use it as a living space oh, in really? Spain, I've noticed. Yeah. That sounds quite good in a way, having your own... The Spanish are pretty classy. They, you know, if you... I had a Spanish girlfriend once. Right. And she said, and we agreed to meet for dinner. And I said, well, what time do you want to meet? She said, uh, midnight, because that's what the Spanish are like. They yeah, go yeah. to bed ridiculously late. But don't they have a siesta? So they, they have do. that gap in the middle of the day where they can have a little relax. Yeah, and well, to me, that's quite a classy way of carrying on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to me, 
you know, like the brutality of nine to five. Yeah. And I re- yeah. understand how this came about, you know, that the standard office hours are nine to five, is that it, the times of working were set on the very first day in the office ever by the people who had turned up early. Right. And that's <laughs> what they do. They turn up early. So they said, well, right, what else should we do? And then, you know, whereas yeah. the people who would have said, bollocks, yeah. I want to start at two o'clock, uh, weren't in for that meeting. So yeah. the bloody early birds, yeah. the fascists, yeah. have, uh, you know, taken over the world. Do you, have you ever done a nine-to-five job? What was your sort of starting point? Oh, yeah, well, actually, I, I did... Um, yeah, well, I was a student. I studied uh, literature at university, spent a year in Paris, and then I was in a band, although we weren't making any money out of that, and all right. the time I was in a sort of review company. There wasn't really stand-up as such then, or there okay. was, but it was, you know, Bernard Manning and Glittery Jackets sort of thing. <laughs> there wasn't, like, I mean, at the Edinburgh Festival then, at the Fringe, there was no stand-up. It was right. all just reviews, as oh, right. they were called, like sketch shows. So like the Beyond the Fringe sort of things. Yeah, off. And, and I was part of the university, I was at Norwich, at uh, UEA, at University of East Anglia, and we were in the review. Anyway, and we, yeah. you know, we did that every year and slowly got a bigger crowds. But I was still like amateur, effectively, so I had various jobs. I was a road sweeper. Um, I was uh, briefly in a call centre for about two days that I was fired. <laughs> and then I taught English to uh, foreign students for a bit. Okay. And then eventually, in the kind of late 20s, I went professional, because by then the, the whole stand-up thing had started as well. You know, yeah. the comedy store opened in 1979, and I started doing stand-up, and, you know, there was a sort of appetite for it then. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't remember what the question was. <laughs> Neither can I. So you worked. Oh, it's about a nine-to-five job. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So I did. Well, in fact, it was earlier than that, you know, working on the council, uh, yeah. road sweeping. Right. You had to start at eight, but then I also got the job cleaning the council toilets. Right before starting work on the road. So I used to get in at 7 a.m. Right. And every morning, I mean, every time I've ever had a job that involves starting early, (laughs) I've always thought, oh, I wish I had a job that meant I didn't ever have to start. And, you know, that's why I became a comedian. Yeah, yeah. I mean, comedians, obviously, you know. Yeah, night owl. Joe Brand used to call the countdown breakfast television. <laughs> what sort of um, stuff did you do in your band? What sort of thing was it? I was the singer. Okay. Uh, yeah, we, we did, um, well, we, we did covers of people like Ian Dury, Elvis Costello. Right. But we had a faintly comic element. We, you know, we did Puppet on a String by oh, Sandy right. okay. Shaw. Shoeless or... Uh, yeah, I used to take my shoes off nice. for that one. Yeah, and yeah. we used to start with ah, and they'd all go one, two, three, four, five, six. Wonder if I do that. <laughs> so, how did you feel when um, I presume you sort of know Phil Jupiter's, but when he started fronting the Blockheads? Oh well, it was better. Yeah, I think he was better at doing it during the me. I've turned into being more of a Leonard Cohen kind of a yeah, impersonator. Yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, How did that come about? Because I see that's obviously what. Well, it did. came about as a joke initially because I did a show in the early nineties called Art, which I'd picked the title at the time. I had a play on in the West End. I didn't really right. need the money. I was <laughs> swanking around like you <laughs> yeah. know, cock of the wall, and um, <laughs> uh, so I did. I thought I'd just do a really experimental show, and I picked a title just because it seemed to promise like the grimmest deed in the entertainment imaginable, <laughs> Arthur Smith's Andy Williams, and I put it in the Latin American section of right. the, 
the fringe program <laughs> Latin American music and um, and it was me and Tony Hawks tonight and when it came to it, I was just going to sing badly Andy Williams songs who was right. a sort of crooner at the time yeah and uh but yeah, I thought this is too boring. You know, it's really unfair. And also, I was only charging fifty p to get in. Okay. And people were offered their money back plus a pound when they arrived. <laughs> no, no, that's that, a that was like the opening routine, yeah. right? So they couldn't really complain. No. And then, mm. but anyway, in the end, I so I learned a few Ali Williams songs. I, like, oh, I can't just do this. But at the time, <laughs> I was very interested in this figure from Dardorism. Right. Uh, who's a sort of bizarre footnote in the history of Dadaism and Surrealism. And in the end, in the end I ended up doing a lecture about him, punctuated by Andy Williams' songs. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's a perfect combination. Yeah. yeah. So I can't quite remember what I answered that question. What, what was the oh, question? Heading to How the Leonard Cohen. Thing. Oh, yeah. So yeah. having done Arthur Smith's Andy Williams, I thought it'd be, oh, I'll do another Arthur Smith Sings. Yeah. And what sounds really even worse than that, that there's meant to be a comedy night, Arthur Sings in sings Leonard Cohen yeah but then I kind of I mean I do actually like Leonard Cohen and then mm. I found I kind of could sing because he's not much of a singer anyway so no. I sort of could right. do quite a passing stab at him so then yeah. I wrote some stand up around it and and you know and then the rest uh, is Happened. forgotten yeah so you didn't really even enter it as a massive Leonard Cohen fan then I mean you were a fan not really you? I was a fan yeah. but yeah. it wasn't like I mean I was never planning to be a tribute act you know? no okay mm. I mean that's just uh, I was think do you know there are two Wurzels tribute acts really wait two is it two necessary? <laughs> there are two yeah so no they can't be double booked no you can't, you can't, yeah, yeah, you know, there's, there's a lot yeah. of demand for yeah. it well I don't know you could have a whole Wurzels festival where you had the two Tribute acts and then and the, the real words. Yeah. <laughs> That's for the real words was obsessive. Yeah. Well, presumably, there must be. I mean, if you've got yeah. a tribute act, yeah. it must be. It must be popular. I mean, it's sort of a weird thing because we're both actors as well, and I played Buddy Holly in a show. Oh, did you? Yeah, for quite Did a you while. play the guitar as well? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. And I was always a big Buddy Holly fan. Oh, come on. So. Oh, yeah. Well, come on. Let's hear uh, Every Day. Go on. Go. <laughs> Every day. It's a getting closer, going faster, and so on. You oh, are good. Doing the old tappy thing as well. Well, I suppose you were professionally doing it, so you should be good. Yeah, but the strange thing was... 20, you know, what was he, 23? 22. 22 yeah. when he died. And you were still too old all those songs, amazing. I know, it's yeah. crazy. You think in like about a year and a half, two years, his career spanned. Yeah. And how it sort of yeah. grew, you know, it's crazy. Really, Extraordinary. Really, really So clear. many really... F- yeah. Fucking good songs. Yeah. I think, I mean, well, the Beatles would never have been if it wasn't for Buddy. No, I think you're right. Yeah. Already sort of pushing. Too it's crazy, isn't it? But people used to say, I was 22. It's Nothing. ridiculous. But people used to say to you after the show that um, you were too as oh, you're, you're, you're way too You'd young. arrive at the theatre and they'd go, <laughs> way too young. <laughs> too young. Yeah. 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 It's it's become sort of faulty in people's heads as they yeah. grew yeah. older. Yeah. I think yeah. because they see so many tribute acts. And tribute acts are probably a little bit older than Well, do you know, I saw the first. I think they were the first ever tribute act in, really? in England. Right. It was, yeah, well, 25 years. And it was an ABBA tribute act called Bjorn Again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're a big one. And they, we, they'd never been a tribute. No. And it was an Australian idea, or right. I don't know, possibly American, but they were from Australia. Yeah. And I remember going to interview them. I really? been a bit disappointed that they couldn't be very good at being them off stage. I was expecting right. sort of witty banter yeah. in yeah. Swedish accents, but yeah. 
they were all just, Australian. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bit like I read about the Bootleg Beatles because they were pretty early on in the. Oh, I was at a gig with them. Yeah. Oh, really? Actually, they they predated. Uh, they right. were the only one. I think, yeah, I think right? they did a show. Yeah, and it came from that. But I know they like toured Russia because Russia obviously never got that. They yeah. were all very into it, but it was all very sort of underhand because obviously most of it was illegal essentially to have. But yeah. they toured Russia and basically were the Beatles in Russia and got like Beatlemania. <laughs> as big as the Beatles. Yeah, but because, I mean, the point I was going to say is that I, I used to be in a band as well, I used to do that stuff, and then you sort of, you work that way and you end up getting a job doing that. And there was a point when we were going to some theatre somewhere and I saw some poster for some tribute act and I thought, God, I'd never want to be in a tribute act. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm in a tribute <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was a player. You had to do yeah, acting you were, as well. Yeah, you, were, you, were in, you were sort of in denial. So it was like, no, this isn't, this isn't a uh, but tribute As I was yeah. saying, I'd never want to be in a tribute act. And just yeah. realised. But yeah. you know, there, there was, I mean, there probably still is, there was a mm. Peter Kay tribute act. Really? Oh, oh you know, I saw about that. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I remember I was in a hotel somewhere up north, and I saw Pete at dinner. It was I was in a, in the hotel, said dinner, twenty five quid, and Peter Kay. Oh, that doesn't sound very likely. And then no, I no. think you know, the, you know, whatever is disclaimer, not the yeah, real yeah. Peter Kay. Yeah, not. Uh, and the guy, I, I, I'm and having a slight idea what Peter Kay's like. I'm guessing he mm. didn't do it without Peter Kay's permission and without paying him because no. he just does. Yeah. He did. I don't know if he's still doing it. A Peter K. You know, he just did Peter K's material. A bit like Peter K, presumably. What a strange thing. It's just bizarre, yeah. isn't it, really? Well, well I suppose... It, well, you know, people are always doing, like, you know, Tommy Cooper and... Yeah, yeah I, I suppose. I suppose it's different when they're they're not alive anymore because you kind of go, <laughs> yeah, well, I can't see yeah. that. But when you can go and see Peter K or watch someone do his routine, it's a bit of a strange... Yeah. Well, it'd be cheaper, I suppose. It's cheaper, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever got to, like, go to Bolton Town all the no, way true. Up? <laughs> so do you get a lot of Leonard Cohen fans come to see the show what do you think is the sort of... I, I, I think I don't know because mainly they come well I don't know I've never done a, a focus group but no. um, <laughs> I think yeah definitely some people who come are Leonard Cohen so yeah. quite, there's a fair few definitely who come because it's me yeah, yeah. and because um, I've often had things saying oh I never really was much of a Leonard Cohen fan but since right. seeing your show oh, really? I've mm-hmm. uh, I've gone and bought his albums and you know yeah. I think it was the opposite for me with the Buddy Holly show. <laughs> yeah. Used to like him. Yeah, yeah until I saw you. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, Another thing I wanted to ask you. Um, uh, the whole, I've, I've read a number of Tony Hawk's books, and obviously oh, yeah. I know about the fact. Did you, I know you uh, bet him to get him to play tennis with the Marlboros. And yeah, that's true, yeah. Was the uh, Island with the Fridge one? You no, saw? that was, uh, that was, I think it was Jim Sweeney, okay. uh, who... It used to be in the comedy store players an yeah. improviser of some note yeah. who uh, now can't he's got MS and he's sort of confined right. to home okay uh, but, but but in the end it might as well be me yeah it was yeah. me <laughs> fair enough is it sort of off the back of your your one that you did with him and that no because the, the fridge was first oh the fridge, yeah, first. The fridge was the oh, first. That was yeah. first I do I remember because right that, that was not long after I'd done uh, this Andy Williams show and Tony right. was my pianist and I remember him saying to me I've got this idea about going to do something stupid you know. yeah and I, said, and I really encouraged him because I thought, you know, <laughs> yeah. Tony's actually rather straight in a way. Yeah. Mm. And I said, you know, yeah, go on, go a bit mad, Tony. Do, that sounds like a brilliant idea. And, yeah. and then next thing, you know, he made a lot of money out of that, I think. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But, and and a couple then of he, films, uh, wasn't it? A couple, and then, huh? it was a couple of films as well, wasn't it? A film of them? Yeah, he made a one? film of each of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But did you feel sort of guilty that your side of the bar was your side of the bargain easier? I mean, surely on paper. It's oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, no. I mean, with the Moldova thing, yeah. I mean, yeah. it genuinely happened. It was a genuine. Uh, we right. sat, we were sitting watching the England v Moldova, and uh, we were winning. So it shows how long ago it was. And uh, yeah, Gaza was playing. I remember oh, really. Yeah. And so we were sort of languishing through second half, and I said, because Tony is an obsessive tennis player, right? 
And I said, well, are you good at tennis? But you wouldn't beat any of these guys. I mean, they're younger than you. They're professional <laughs> athletes. Yeah. He said, yeah, but they're not... Te-. Anyway, this led to the argument. And sure enough, he did go off to Moldova and uh, and I think Israel and Ireland playing them all. Yeah. And then revealed to me, yeah, no, it was easy for me. I mean... Really? Because, well, <laughs> well, well I had to take amazing. my clothes off and yeah. sing yeah. the Moldova national anthem outside boots in Ballam. Right. Does that that's is quite a, easy. Is there a video of that? Does anyone film that? Tony has a video of oh, it. Oh, is he? I noticed he but doesn't... not public? No, because oh. I'd never seen it. I actually saw it about three years. I was like, well, let me have a look then. You know? <laughs> I don't know why he doesn't just put... Because he filmed the whole bloody thing. I don't know why oh, he right. doesn't put it out, You'd really. probably find it like special interest. You go into like an adult... Yeah, I mean, yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you are, do ever happen to see this bit of footage, I would like to point out that it was March and it was quite <laughs> cold, all right? <laughs> That's my story. That's fair enough. Yeah. Um, also, uh, what was I was going to say, I was going to ask you about grumpy old men as well. Oh, yeah. How did that come about? Was it a thing that. Well, I was, you know, I get at the time, not so much now, but I used mm. to get asked a lot, you know, do you want to be on such and such a TV show? You know, often quite obscure things, being a talking head type yeah, yeah. of thing. And, uh, I, you know, it's grumpy old men and. And in fact, it was, I was, and I think I initially said, no, I don't say that. I thought it was going to be some obscure programme, just a load yeah. of old blokes groaning, which of course it was, but then it ended up getting pushed <laughs> quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and so I'm glad I did do it. But I mean, you know, it wasn't, it's funny, you know, you never know the thing, you know, for which mm. you're known in a way. I mean, right. like, you know, think of King Alfred. Yeah. You know, he actually did rather a lot, King Alfred. <laughs> but what do we remember about him? Some business about burning the cakes. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. as he was burning those cakes, he didn't think, I'm sure. This is the thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In, you know, a hunt, thousand years' time, yeah. people will remember me burning these cakes. Yeah. I like to think our thing we'll remember for is still to come. Oh, I hope so. I really hope so because I can't think of anything so far. Yeah, but exactly. But you don't know. That's the thing. Right, like yeah. grumpy old men. I thought. Oh, I didn't even know it was a series. You know, yeah. I banged on for an hour one afternoon outside a pub, and then the next time, and then it was being plugged, and it was on BBC Two at a sort yeah. of prime time. And obviously, they chose. You know, they'd seen it and thought, right, we'll we'll push this. Mm. Yeah. So you know, it was not anything I considered. I mean, I've mm. done things that. You know, it would take a huge amount of effort and imagination. I was really proud of. No one's ever heard <laughs> yeah. that. You, know, you, you yeah, don't know. You no. don't know. You can't ever predict. No. no. I think the one for me was I was once standing on Stevenage High Street waiting for a bus, and the Google Street View camera went past. Oh, were you on Google Street yeah. View? Have you, looked, have you looked it up? I haven't yet? seen it yet. But you it's oh, you've got to look yeah. it up. But it's like I'm now immortalised. Yeah, when well, you weird... say this, we've not checked this. No, like, this is true. You've got to find out. Have you got to be one of those weird blurry faces? I've got that anyway. I'll have to look it up. I'll look it up when we do the linking bits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. please. Uh, to those of you listening, uh, yeah. I'm fully expecting it all fully to be revealed that he is or isn't I really hope you are. You? Yeah, you've yeah. just been assuming you are without yeah. checking it. Yeah. yeah, sorry. And that was my best story. That's good. My best story. <laughs> it's not even a great one. your claim well, to fame. It could be, yeah. it could be great. might be on the street yeah. and Possibly. on Google Maps. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've got to do better than that. Yeah, I know, I'm going to have to work something out. Yeah. No, we probably should end there. Yes, because yeah. I'm on stage now. Well, but thank you very much, Arthur. Cheers. Yeah, thank you. So that was Arthur Smith. Yes. Um, and he was really lovely, wasn't he? He was absolutely lovely. Did you hear my little Cockney moment? In there. I, I didn't notice it actually. You not? Because I'm going to break reality. We didn't listen to it then, Glenn. You are right. We yeah. didn't actually listen to it. But I'm sure it's there. I'm, I'm pretty certain I did do it. So uh... There's a thing when you teach kids and you teach them improvisation, and they yeah. always say when you do it, don't block something someone says. And I just did that with you, basically. You did. You said, did you hear it? And I yeah. said, no. And I you, just said you, yes. You ruined it. You ruined it because I was just hoping for a yes. I know. And then we wouldn't have had to d- dissect it like we are now. Uh, 
One sort of small downside about uh, doing mostly comedy tonight uh, is we missed, was tonight the live episode of EastEnders? We missed Who Killed Lucy Beale. Oh. And I'm funny enough, I was just looking on Twitter to see if I could find the answer to that. And I haven't yet, but I'm sure I will. But I won't reveal it, it in case someone, for some reason, however many weeks after we put this podcast up... It will be a few weeks. May, may not actually... Um, have seen it and maybe doesn't want to know, so I, I won't reveal. Even if I do find it, is it still Twitter. the same Lucy Bill actress? So they've changed it a few times. It, it's they? changed um, a few times. Yeah, it, it's the same one that was last year um, when she died. Okay. Well, in fact, there isn't one. She well, died is. that long ago, and they still haven't resolved it. Yeah. Um, it's uh, taken a year. Probably links to the story is worth saying. Um, I'm, I'm doing. Glyn knows this, so it's not like I'm dropping a bombshell. But I'm working up a, a, a solo show. What? Um, you should have told me that. I'm sorry. Um, you can do the lights and sound. Thanks yeah. very much. Yeah, that's okay. that's what I live for. Don't live speak for though. That. Don't ever. You're not going to speak, are you? No. You like doing lights and sound, don't you? I, I love doing lights and sound. It's my yeah. favourite thing in the world. Yeah. It's a little bit, little bit of truth there. Yeah. Glenn doesn't like it. <laughs> uh, but I uh, went to the venue. We're doing the sort of previews the other day um, to check because I'm using the projector and stuff briefly, like me and Glenn do. Basically, I'm just taking our act, and I'm just going to try and get famous off the back of it. And then Glenn can do the lights and sound for it in the future. It all sounds very bitter now, so I'm not going to continue that. that although, can I just say that I yeah. haven't found out who killed Lucy Bill, but I have found out that Gillian Tailforth, aka Kathy Beale, yeah. is returning to EastEnders. Can I just show you that picture? It's not good for people who are listening to us, but look, oh, yeah. she's returning to EastEnders. It apparently. says a living legend returns! Exclamation mark yeah. um, at BBC EastEnders, and there's a picture of, as you said, Gillian Tailforth, yeah. formerly and soon to be currently. <laughs> Whatever the character is, Kathy Beale. Kathy Beale. Brilliant. But that's sort of stolen the thunder of my story now. Sorry, really. I, I've, I've cut into your story. I was just busy looking on Twitter. No, I was more, listening to you, though. Uh, thanks. Is that, yeah, I, I could tell you were. Uh, but yeah, we went to the venue. I went to the venue the other day where we were doing the show uh, just to check the sort of technical thing, check the setup with the projector. And I was waiting. And the, and the girl who runs the venue said, Oh, yeah, the, uh, there'll be a guy there. James is a teacher. He'll. He'll, you know, he'll let you in and show you what to do. And I was waiting for this class to end. And then um, he got, Glenn looks very tired at the moment, by the way. But I probably didn't <laughs> I'm listening now. I'm still yeah. listening. I'm holding uh, up. Holding just up. About, just about. Yeah. Uh, but it turned out, and the guy suddenly walked out, and it was Martin from EastEnders. So I wasn't anticipating when he sort of, there was a turnaround and a reveal. This James was there meeting. there a dumb, 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 dumb thing? There was, there was a dum, 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 dum. Glenn didn't quite know the rhythm then, but he sort of rided it out. Um, but yeah, so there I was fiddling with VGA and HDMI connections with Martin from EastEnders. Yeah. Wasn't anticipating that. It's not really a Parkinson anecdote. It's not. It's very good. Um, but I have to say that you are now outdated because, of course, mm. Martin from EastEnders is no longer that person. It's now a different actor. So it's a shit story, isn't it? It's a it, shit really? story. It Formerly it, Martin. It would have been a good story about two weeks ago. Really? When, when we didn't know the new Martin from EastEnders. But now, now I know there's a different one. It's yeah. not a good story. I'm sorry, I'll, I'll rescind my story. I think you should. That's a good word. Thank you. Is that a word? I think so, and I think it's the right word. I'm not entirely sure. I'm trying to ride this out now, but I've got a little bit of crisp stuck in my throat. <coughs> you don't get that on BBC Radio 2. Or no. four. Or one. Or is there a three? There might be a three. There's a one extra. There's a five live, isn't there? There's a five live. Are there any more? Oh, but there's... Four um, extra. Four extra. There's... Uh, What's that one? Asian Network. The one they need, yeah, that the one they need to close down for goodness' sake. Six sec. music. Thank you. Yeah, what we're doing now is we're just listing the names of radio stations that are under BBC the, radio yeah. stations. Yes, and that's not necessary. No, uh, although it's probably worth noting at this point, we will never work on any of those stations. 
Oh, yes. Partly oh, because yes. I get a crisp stuck in my throat yeah, and then cough. Yeah, when you cough, yeah, that doesn't really help, does it? No, I won't send this as my sort of audio showreel. No. Um, but anyway, thank you for listening to the podcast. Sorry that you know I told you a shit story about the former Martin from EastEnders, but at least if you didn't know before, you do know that Julian Telforth is coming back. Exactly, that's the main thing, and, and I still don't know who killed Lucy Fowler. Lucy Fowler? Lucy Beale. I've no idea. Lucy Beale. I've not watched it no for idea. quite some time but no I would have liked to see the live one because it's interesting but anyway as I say thank you for listening to, thank you also to Arthur Smith and Jay Cal for giving us their time yes um, listen to the other episodes of the podcast available online we say this every time but there's lots of them we've got another bit of Chris we can have to take over Glenn there's lots and lots of podcasts <coughs> you can listen to um, I will list a few we have a podcast with uh, Sean Hughes in fact do you know what's funny is that I mentioned uh, i just say this now that David yeah. we did this on stage um, earlier tonight where we, we list some of the acts, and even mm. on stage, like I do on the podcast, I always list Sean Hughes. I know, and I noticed it, because we discussed it. this in the I, previous podcast. Yeah, and, well. I, and, I, and I looked at you, and I was hoping you didn't look back. I looked at you at a moment of uh, recognition, but I didn't, didn't get Did it. Did you not get there. it back from no, me? I was dead behind you, the eyes. You were too, too busy listing off other acts. Yeah, the and ones I was, that I remember. I was too busy being excited about having said Sean Hughes again. <laughs> but just disregarding the fact there's 100 people watching a show yeah. who just don't expect a little in-joke. Yeah, but, um... it was, yeah, exactly. I don't care about the audience at that point. I do care about the audience normally. Yeah. At that point, I was just thinking about just the Just about me, and I didn't even yeah. give you back the response Nothing. you wanted. Nothing. Do you but... remember any of the other acts who are mostly comedy? No. Was it all a, just a drug hate? It's blur? just all about all of yeah. Lots of the only night I never took drugs was Sean Hughes. That's <laughs> that's the only reason I know that one. Um, yeah. So that yeah. So lots of different acts, uh, including Sean Hughes. Sean Hughes twice as well. Twice. Yeah, that's true. Two, that's why two, I remember him. Norman yeah. Norman Lovett's one. Or yeah. Had and one. no, you say Norman Lovett. Norman Lovett is at next month's mostly comedy. True. Which is March the nineteenth. If you listen to this in the right period of time, uh, and hopefully we'll have another interview with him. That'll be our third one. And Norman's very easy to talk to and tells lots of great stories, so that'd be good. Uh, keep supporting the podcast. Another bit of crisp. <coughs> lots of crisps. I, well, it was only one crisp, but it's just backfiring, really. Yeah. I just shouldn't have eaten it. It's been in my bag all day, just one crisp. Um, listen to the podcast. Come to Mostly Comedy. We'll be here next month and every other month for Ad Infinitum, I think is the Latin, Latin for, yeah. for quite some time. Mm. I'm talking a lot of... We should end now, shouldn't we? And it's worth pointing out at this stage, Glenn, 2.22, that's the time right now. 2.22, definitely time to end. Good time to stop. Thank you for listening. Thanks. And we'll see you, stroke, hear you, stroke, have you hearing us again soon. Yes. Bye now. Bye.